0: This is Meanwhile coming to you, and we're in the midst of a big, interesting, heavy, human, uh, multifaceted conversation. So Michael Terrell has decided it's probably time to move on for Meanwhile for him. So let's get started. Hey world, this is Michael Melcher. And Michael Terrell. This is... And Michael Terrell. And this is, meanwhile, coming to you. And we're in the midst of a big, interesting, heavy, human, uh, multifaceted conversation. So... We are. Welcome in the midst of Act Two or whatever. So (laughs) I'm (laughs) going to cut the chase. Michael Terrell has decided it's probably time to move on for meanwhile for him. And I said, as an Enneagram two or possibly nine, your ability to set boundaries and decide what you really want can be hard. Yeah. And for those not familiar with the Enneagram, it's a super cool tool. Everyone should do it. Maybe I'll talk about it in the future. But basically twos are called helpers and their strategy in life is to read other people, anticipate their needs, and then try to meet them with the goal of being appreciated and therefore loved and secure. So, they can be very caught up in that, reading other people's needs, but not being familiar with their own. And a nine type called the Harmonizer, they are about avoiding conflict and kind of being easygoing. That's like their strategy. But the result is that they may not even know what their own needs are, and it may be hard for them to be really clear about commitments, including what they're not committed to so the saying is that for a nine a yes is a maybe and a maybe is a no and michael identifies as a two but i think he's got some nine in him so that's just a little bit of background and i was saying how for you to tell me <laughs> that your time in meanwhile or your regular participation may be coming to an end yeah it's kind of a big thing for you to do yeah um, and by the way, I have all kinds of reactions to this, but we're going to hold those for a second because I right. want to let the world hear what Michael Terrell has to say about this.
1: Yeah, so I relate to both of those things, Michael, and I was saying that, you know, when it comes to the two-ness the of this, I've, I've struggled to say no to people I care about for a long time um, for fear that if I say no or I draw a boundary or I break up. Uh, with them, that I will somehow damage a sense of connection to somebody, or I will lose something or someone that's, you know, really valuable to me. And, you know, I relate to that from the time that I was young, like trying to keep things in harmony, um, particularly with relationships that mattered. And one of the things that I've noticed, (laughs) as I've worked more and more on setting boundaries and saying no, and prioritizing what I truly want and need, Perfect, especially professionally over the last you know seven or eight years is that there's been an added layer to that dilemma for me, which has been you know I've had a handful of instances, this one included, where my saying no to somebody um, that I care about also on some level feels like saying no to somebody who is an asset or who is helpful to my career you know our relationship Here on this podcast and in many other ways is a peer and friend friendship, peer relationship and a friendship. And there's the other layer of it being a mentorship and an advisorship. You know, you were my coach for a a long period of time and you are more seasoned in this work than me. And so there's an, an added layer of fear if I'm really able to unpack it where it's like, oh shit, will I be losing somebody who's in my corner professionally? Will I, you know, if I really, really get to the bottom of that, it's, oh my God, will my, making this decision and others like it, will my, will my business ultimately fail? And I, you know, I'll be a starving artist and I won't be able to do this work that I find so core to who I am and I'll have to go get a, have to go get a nine to five or, you know, however that.
0: That's a uh, pretty fast um, cycling through the entire immunity to change map four columns yeah, <laughs> <From> <laughs> yeah. Goal setting boundaries to assumption i'll be unemployed I'll um be out on well the yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna share that before we turn on the recorder you actually use you actually use the word insecure like mm. i have insecurity about my career as a coach sure. and therefore um i need the involvement of these like i guess older more seasoned more networked whatever mentor yeah. types yeah um
1: yeah That. Definitely resonates, and um, I think especially starting out in this field that a wee young laddie of you know 22, 23, that vulnerability and that insecurity was you know really rampant as I was getting started, and to a certain degree it's you know continually reduced as as i've grown and as my practice has grown, and it's still there, and echoes of it are certainly still there it does feel very vulnerable to to put a boundary in place with somebody who I see as a as a mentor and a supporter for that career trajectory. Um, yeah, and there is certainly some nervousness and insecurity there.
0: Well, you you did something, I think is pretty unique in this career in the sense that you started super young, like most coaches start when they're in the mid 40s, I would say, or mm-hmm. later. Mm-hmm. I started when I was like 38, 39, which is kind of on the young side, actually.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But you're super young, And you deliberately connected with these more experienced, older people. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't do that. Like, I didn't really connect with more seasoned people. But if I had, it might have been really good for me. Mm -hmm. I might have kind of, I don't know, made more money, made more connections, learned more, what have you. So, you know, I think it's kind of an interesting strategy. But I also, am I a father figure for you?
1: Hmm. Dun, dun, dun.
0: So I asked, you know, you talked about your kind of family of origin and Uh you're very close to your father now, but you shared that, you know, he had some big difficulties growing up that made you grow up faster, but also might have created this type of helping personality. So I just, I guess we're getting a little Freudian now, but (laughs) um, in in a way, your strategy could have been to identify like older, caring, experienced people who could help you mm-hmm. in ways that other adults had not, and yet there's a double-edged sword in there because you might have the underlying fear that if I'm not pleasing these people or if I do something that they won't like, then that will all be taken away from me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a great thing for me to go away and chew on. And and maybe there is something there. The details of my, my family of origin story are, are are a bit different. Yeah. Food for thought. Well,
0: I'll add more food for thought. So, the other thing we're talking about in this potential transition slash breakup are that my family of origin is that my parents got divorced when I was young, and then I made do, and I was like super high achiever kid of divorce, etc. But my shrink, who I've referred to many times before, would say... Well, that in itself was a limited kind of strategy, because it's sort of based on the idea that people leave, or or more specifically, men leave. Mm -hmm. And if they decide to leave, there's nothing you can do. So don't fight, just accept it, find other ways to meet your needs, don't demand what's important to you. So an hour ago, when you told me this, what you actually said is, something like oh i have something i want to talk to you and i said are you breaking up with me and you said maybe
1: i think i hesitated and i said yes didn't i
0: i don't know but (laughs) whatever i (laughs) i i i I guessed it right and Uh it's kind of like surprise not surprise at the same time Mm -hmm. but on one level i was thinking oh wait uh what should i do here should we agree on x number of more podcast episodes and then i kind of thought, eh, I don't really want to do that but then i was thinking well is that just how i deal with life like mm-hmm. someone says they're on their way and okay well i like, can't really do anything about that they've chosen to leave so whatever mm-hmm. um anyway that's just my addition to the family of origin story and how it relates to our podcast <laughs> discussion yeah, totally. what to do going forward
1: totally well being able to tease out our reactions to conflict or reactions to breakups or reactions to redefining relationships and say, hmm, in what way is this a pattern of mine? And in what way does it serve me? What way does it cost me? What's hard about that? You know, as we were talking, again, we had act one of this conversation, everyone, before we started recording the episode. Um, As we were talking, though, you know, just getting to the point of realizing we don't have to make the final decision about how many transition episodes, what this all needs to look like, what you do or do not want to advocate for. You don't have to make that decision right here and now as the news is first shared, right?
0: Well, that's why I said, I said I would not make the decision because my tendency would have been to just do it and agree to something yeah, and not want
1: it. Yeah. And I, and I, you know, I'm supportive of, of that. And I think I just think you know, getting to this point of being able to suss out, hmm, what are my, what are our tendencies here, and what, what are the ways in which they sometimes leave us wanting? Has I've made me feel about this conversation really? I think just appreciative and grounded that you know we will process it as we need to and be aware of our pitfalls in navigating something like this, and we don't have to solve it all and tie it up with the perfect bow in the first thirty minutes of. Entering this version of the world or having this conversation, and there's some relief in that for me. There's some space in that that we're both creating for ourselves, and I think being able to articulate it to one another. It makes me feel patient and calm and at ease. I don't know if it makes you feel that way, but that's where I'm at.
0: Well, I was thinking about uh, something we were talking about a little while ago, which was how authentically are we showing up here mm-hmm. on this podcast and also what it actually represents for us. So what I know is over the last year plus, you've been really involved in building up your business with your colleague, Anna Maria. That's right. And I was looking up your new website. Sounds pretty cool. You've shared all this excitement. And over the months as you shared this, I've had two different reactions. One is frankly a kind of jealousy of... Of It's like, young people in love, even though (laughs) I don't think that's your relationship with her, but just, you know, sort of see them skipping along and all dazzling-eyed it's kind of fun, but it's also kind of like, oh, that's not where I'm at with my life, and Mm. you'll learn, you two, or whatever. (laughs) Um, But there's a kind of, when you see other people just pursuing something with excitement, and you don't particularly feel that excitement on a given day, there's a kind of jealousy. But at the same time, I was also, like, happy for you. And could really see you developing and i have known you over over time. It's funny because as you were describing why you want to focus more on your business and also just on your life and fitness and friends and all that and how the time for the podcast and energy was, you know, it has an opportunity cost and it it was time you could not spend on those other things okay. and how you didn't feel the same level of excitement toward this. You specifically said, you know, when I started, I would, things would happen. I would think oh, we could talk about this on the podcast. I don't really think that way anymore. And then I shared, that's exactly how I think about it now. Like Mm -hmm. I'm constantly coming across ideas and things and putting them in our little spreadsheet that we use to track ideas and get excited about how we're going to talk about it. And anyway, my conclusion is that these are both creative types of energies. Um, Mine happens now to be focused on this podcast and self-expression and related types of things as opposed to the business building Mm-hmm. Which I've, you know, done for a number of years now. And yours is is focused on that business building. And that's I think where the heart of your energies go. And mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of an interesting thing that people can in some ways be feeling similar vibes, but they're going to express them in different ways. Mm-hmm. And what's exciting and wonderful for me may not be exciting and wonderful for you, and vice versa. And it's uh you know we're all entitled to 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 have that mm-hmm.
1: and uh, and those things can change over time right like this
0: well it did in your case. it did change over
1: time exactly exactly what I'm saying is what is that once at what point yeah. is an aligned sense of excitement and, um, and energy doesn't mean it stays that way you know we started this grand experiment summer of 2016 and I was telling you earlier you know I think in so many ways it has been a grand experiment for me you know there are lots of ways to frame this decision and there's there's sadness and there's nervousness and there's vulnerability in it for me as i've said Um, there's also just a lot of pride and and gratitude and having just you know you called me up one day out of the blue and said hey here's this idea are you in and i said let's do it and just learning we were (laughs) we were recapping all the all the learnings from the the technical ways of actually setting up and executing a podcast to learning more and more how to structure them and deliver things of hopefully mostly value to people how to uh the ways in which it is hard to show up fully myself sometimes in uh in this format and or when working with somebody who again is a is a friend and a peer but also is as a mentor and somebody I look to um, as the more senior teammate you know it's like it's been a well, m- rich learning man
0: let's let's talk about the that last thing you said about authenticity and showing up. yeah, I think that our podcast has been good and there's a good rapport, but I have actually told a few people, I'm like, Michael Terrell is much funnier than, (laughs) than, than you hear him on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And we actually have a much more rapid fire back and forth um, in our conversations, just offline. And even before we did this, you know, it, it is hard to, Show up that way, uh, like it's just different. You know, yeah. you're you're aware that somebody's going to hear it and yeah, yeah. trying to frame certain things. But whereas I kind of felt like eh, this is kind of me. In in some senses, the way I show up is probably more me on this podcast than I may show up in my regular life. Huh. Um, and that may say something about just how the medium is serving us.
1: Yeah, we're certainly mm-hmm. serving you. Yes, yeah. well,
0: serving me more than serving you. So I like you. You sound a bit more like a bro than you actually are. <laughs> I sound more like a bro on the podcast? Yeah, you have a little bit of a bro vocabulary. Huh. I, I I just invented that term by the way. Yeah. Um I mean, you're, and the thing is world, he's Michael Terrell is not at all. He's not a bro. I mean he is 6 foot 4. <laughs> he is white. He is by his statement heterosexual. Um <laughs> so Those are all, you know, those are facts, but he's also this, like, loving, funny, effusive, caring, like, big-hearted, kind of wacky, occasionally clowny kind of guy, and I think some of that comes across, and some of it doesn't, necessarily, so.
1: Yeah, I've I've certainly... If you meet
0: him, you're going to have such a good time, (laughs) provided... You're not trying to get into your podcast. Ouch.
1: Oh, oh. okay. (laughs) Under the table punch. It's okay. Breathe through that. Yeah. You know, it's, it's been a medium that I've at times felt kind of fully me and at times have struggled to find, to find my voice. I think part of it is, as you said, like just the awareness of being recorded. For any of you who've never recorded a podcast before, just notice what happens when you press the big red record button and what impulses come over you. It's an interesting thing to go through.
0: There's also something that our listeners may only be partly aware of, which is that when you're doing a podcast and you have an editor, as we do, uh, although our first editor was actually Michael Terrell, um, and then we hired somebody because it was too exhausting for him to do – himself, and I was never going to do it. You know, you start and stop, and so you can actually redo certain things, and we do that sometimes. Yep. But I would say it's more like my stopping and saying, say that Michael, again. <laughs> say that again, don't say that, start the story again, what have you, which I've done less of lately. But you know, that feeds into stuff, so it's totally. kind of like you're you're being free, but there's always like a, a director lurking mm-hmm. that could Tell you, uh, be yourself but not that way. Right. Do it differently. Right. And right. that may affect how well you self-express. And by the way, the really good podcasts out there all do this, and you can tell the difference between podcasts that are kind of edited and directed are kind of tight compared to the ones that go on for like I mean really like two hours sometimes of people just randomly talking. Right. Um, which are I think less
1: effective. Yeah. Yeah, that's that is a good point. I think that factors in factors into it. I also I also think you know the self-expression you've been able to have in many of our podcasts, in terms of you know leading with one of your stories or accessing some full part, full quippy, funny, fully Michael Melcher part of you, coupled with you know our past mentorship dynamics. Um, you know I think sometimes it's like it's some episodes are a process of me figuring out how do I fit into this episode or how to do I get my voice in here. And just having that meta layer of processing, I think sometimes leave, leads to me leaving some part of myself out or maybe coming um, off as less fully me um, at moments. So yeah, I think that's all in there and it's been, it's been a rich learning. And if I were to continue to come in and guest every so often, or if I were to you know continue podcasting in another phase of life, just taking those lessons with me would be something I'd try to do.
0: Okay. Well, so where are we? Well, I'm kind of, Depressed but accepting but open Mm. I guess. I was also saying I feel like there's a lot of transition going on around me. Yeah. In my life, in certain aspects of my business, with but people I know, where I'm living, also the whole like the fucking country. I'm waiting for the inevitable crash to come by the way. (laughs) Waiting for the missile. No, the well that too, but the economic crash, Mm. which will come. Just a question of when I don't know why I feel I need to say that right now, but
1: yeah, and you know what—that's that's, Michael that's Melcher, where I'm at. There but you know,
0: who knows what tomorrow will bring?
1: Well, as I said on on that <laughs> on that thread on that thread, well, the first thing that jumped out to me is you shared like you feel depressed, you know. But hopefully I mean, these other things like the, it, it all gray, seems true. Gray gray day
0: type depression, as yeah. opposed to—I mean, I'm not curled into a ball. No, no. I'm Yet. not going to curl into a ball because of you, Michael Terrell. <laughs> you can't. I'm Michael Melcher. You can't make me curl up.
1: <laughs> I am my own man. Well, you said you said a few emotions, some in the sadness column, some in the the caring and, and warm columns and it just occurs to me that these things don't cancel out, right? Like oftentimes I think people we think like, oh, something hard happens or a relationship gets redefined or it transitions or it breaks up and it's like, well, it's all sadness or it's all anger or it's all you know fear you know but i just it's a it's a swirl it's a soup of of feelings and they don't cancel each other out and they can all be true at once that's something i've certainly learned and i hear in what you just said
0: well and then there are also all the assumptions underneath it right so right. so it would be easy for me to have an assumption like okay we developed this podcast based on this particular duo of personalities and set of skills and what have you and uh, now if I have to organize it all myself, will I do it? And how do I get these links up and everything? But that's actually just uh, a set of assumptions that it would be wise to investigate Mm -hmm. because, you know, who knows what will happen. So, Mm
1: -hmm. well, we've we've talked pretty extensively about investigating assumptions and stories. And my hope is, you know, you'll do that as we give this time to settle. And the other thing is, you know, it's important for me, it's been important for me in this conversation with you to be clear that, you know, I'm still interested in being connected to you. And I'm interested in our relationship and our friendship. And it's, and it's important to me. And it's important to me that you hear that that's my intention and and my interest. And, you know, of course it takes two to tango and it's, it's on you to take me up on that, but.
0: Well, actually the correct quote from Dr. Jordanier is it take two to tango.
1: (laughs) It take two to tango. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And so, you know, and even as we go through this transition, it's important for me to steer you towards an accurate assumption or set of stories around whether or not a I care about you in our in our relationship and b whether I'm interested in continuing that connection and relationship, which is true. Yeah, for the to the extent that that plays out in your assumption assumption world, as you're reflecting on this, I want you to hear that loud and clear. That's important to me. I hear you. You hear me. You
0: hear me, loud and. I hope Anna Maria hears it too. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Not really. Uh, um.
1: All right. So. So, Michael, what's wh- a- why, did we, why did we decide? Why did we decide to hit record halfway through this conversation? What was? What's our hope?
0: Because there was some, there was some good shit here, <laughs> and it's all real. And we'll decide later whether we want to broadcast it. Super vulnerable, man. Yeah. Very vulnerable city. Yeah. So, what's our homework for our listeners? The homework is go have a drink, and, <laughs> and then have another one.
1: Are you describing um, what you're gonna do after this? Please don't. It's it's one in the afternoon.
0: <laughs> it's Friday. No, I have to pick up my kids first. We'll we we'll decide. I have the nanny today.
1: All right. All right. It's 5 I o'clock also, I, By the
0: way, I still haven't recovered fully from my kids being sick for two weeks. So, yeah, maybe, or maybe I'll go on a hike. Go. Oh, I, I could just hang out on my treadmill desk for a while. That's very soothing. Hike in your living kind room. Of, there you go. Kind of pathetic. I don't know. Listeners, your homework is just sit inside the question it's a phrase that my friend coach joy leach says sometimes not to consider a question to answer the question but just sit inside the question or sit inside the experience so for me as the question is uh, what is the future of this podcast and how do i feel about it and you know that's it just to pick pick your own question and just like sit inside of it with or without liquid supplements <laughs>
1: libation would, supplements. would
0: you like to give our listeners a homework michael terrell
1: yeah my homework is notice something in your world in your life in your career that is raising it's rearing its head as important to you as a shift you want to make but you notice yourself feeling worried about it or maybe even dread about it and what could happen i would encourage you to find a way to step up and step into that thing and, and actually raise the topic with somebody who's <laughs> in a position to move it. You know, this is an example of this this decision and bringing this up with Michael Melcher has been you know, it's been on my mind in different ways over the last, you know, probably 6 to 8 weeks. I've started to notice it in in greater frequencies and um you know, just getting to the point where I said I don't know exactly how this is going to go, but let me get clear on what my request is, and let me get clear on what my reasons are, and let me be clear on what my intention is for our relationship and just try my best to articulate that thoughtfully and with care. And, you know, we're still in the middle of our process. We'll see how this cookie crumbles, but I, I feel some relief in having just been able to speak it out loud. And I feel grateful at the conversation he and I've gotten to share today. And I'm hopeful that we'll, we'll figure it out and, and be in a good place at the end of it all. So lean into the shit that scares you, pick something (laughs) and, 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 figure out what you need to take that next step because taking the next step can lead to really important good things and i'm i'm hopeful that that's where i am with this
0: okay well we'll we'll see how everything
1: (laughs) comes out we will we will okay thanks for listening y'all to the extent that i'm not and that i'm not on this for a while much love to you all thanks for following along
0: bye everybody